0: Welcome back to Field of 12 After Dark. Heavyweight games all over the place, but not everybody came out of those heavyweight games alive. I'm the host, George Whitfield Jr., Mm. Uh, quarterback nerds. Quarterback nerds call me the quarterback guru. But I'm with real quarterbacks, and uh, they are all over the country, and they're all fired up. In New Jersey, Christian Hackenberg, pride of. We are Penn State. In Dallas— Representing A&M and uh, Oklahoma,
1: oh. Trevor mm. Knight,
0: some plush, uh, manor somewhere in uh, <laughs> what part of Texas. Are you in, Bryce? Right. Yeah, Petty. Petty. I mean East, yeah, East West. Who knows? Yeah, East West, uh, gentlemen. Uh, gentlemen, right out of the gate. Uh, so if you haven't joined us, we're uh, football nerds, fellas uh quarterback so we like you to sip with us enjoy the enjoy the end mm. of the day we, we just came through a lot of big games Sips. right out of the gate we want to uh, uh, thank our partner this week amigos thank you uh Hello. appreciate that you guys have taken great care of us this particular week but uh we've been doing toast uh week 1 we did toast heavy for coaches that's good for us but right now it's going to be heavy Uh, For the toast of the week, and I'm going to go first, my toast of the week goes to revolutionary high school coach Kevin Kelly, who is now head coach at Praterian College. He had his debut today. Never punts. Always goes for two. Never kicks off. He always onside kicks. Blowout win today, and his quarterback, Rin Hefley, in his first college start, 10 touchdowns. So this goes on the whole bottle, bottle to Presbyterian <laughs> College. Touchdowns. Here we go. <laughs> Your debut game. So uh, it's petty down there
1: love in the it. Plus, love it. Lake Manor. Hey. And, and if Coach Browse has too. texted him already, I don't. there's something wrong. Coach Bros would absolutely love a guy that doesn't punt. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit off uh, of the, the cuff here a little bit. I'm going to go with a player. Um, in a game that I watched a little bit today. OU you Tulane, um, had the hurricane was supposed to be at Tulane. They went up to Norman. Michael Pratt almost throws for 300, 296, three touchdowns in the air. Another one rushing. My guy was taking it on the chin all day today. Got back up, almost led his team to a comeback win on a shoestring tackle. Almost like for all of us, Texas here, uh, Texas kids here watching movies. Um, like we know in Odessa Premier, but Michael Pratt, man, toast to you. What a hell of a day.
0: Hell of a day. Hell of a day. Uh, Let's go to Christian. Your toast of the day goes to?
2: My toast of the day, Um, obviously the Nittany Lions getting it done, but more specifically, uh, for those of you who are fortunate enough to tune in to Fox pregame, Joey Porter Jr., Special kid, learned a lot about him, a little more serious. Um, sister has special needs. What that family's doing, that kid declaring his major immediately into mm. uh, special needs. Hey, man, hats off. Learned a lot about the kid. Wow. Proud proud to, wow. proud to be an alumni. Happy he's one of ours. Awesome kid, awesome story.
0: Wow, that, that, that was an incredible story. Proud parents yep. sitting up there. Nothing like watching a former ball player. Mom and dad in with the fans, and he's going through everything else. Fans go uh Trevor Knight, your toast of the day.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. I I gotta go with somebody that's been around for a long time. And I was sitting on the couch this morning, and uh man, I just I, I was looking down the line of these guys that are on college game day, which George, you got a little experience over there. And uh Lee Corso, toast to you, man. Been doing this for years and years, and years, and he's an absolute staple of what starts our Saturdays off, throwing on the Georgia Bulldog today, <laughs> getting the crowd going. So, Lee Corso, toast to you, man. Still rocking.
1: Hey, love it. Cool. And if I, if so I can, real, real quick, George, uh, yes, a.k.a. Witt, um, our, our, our esteemed uh, colleague producer, Dagan, Puts all of our stats on the lower left side. I just, I just happened to glance over as my guy TK was going. It has, it has uh, career stats, yards, touchdowns, <laughs> and then a little blurb about Katy Perry calling him oh, once. Yeah. Real quick toast to TK for getting caught hey. out. By Katy
0: Perry. Hey, I'll hey. take one of that. That's real. <laughs> hey, boy. That's real. Hey, um, so here is about that toast of yours, Trevor. This is back weeks. Our very first two weeks of this effort, Coach Corso received a toast. I think it's baked in now. So, Coach Corso and those of you who know him, that will be another new tradition for this new effort. Uh, Off to Coach Corso and what he's doing for college fans everywhere. All right. Let's go to, to it. We all just watched it. Just watched it with us. Two heavyweights. They met tonight in Charlotte. Uh kept saying national implications. We'll see national championship implications. Our reactions, Georgia, Clemson, Trevor, what would you think on it?
3: Man, uh, great game. Obviously, you know, a big-time matchup at a neutral site to start off the year. Um, you've got two programs that are highly touted. Um, have had a lot of success in the past and have played in these big games, right? Um, a little sloppy, as you would expect across the board, but to see Georgia get it done against a team that has, uh, has really been at the top of college football for the last couple years, that is an incredibly strong foundation to start off their campaign and now moving into the rest of the season. They should have uh, not only a target on their back, but a little confidence under their belt.
0: I agree. Bryce, you and I were talking earlier about the quarterback play a bit. DJ Ungulele, he, he didn't <laughs> look probably like we thought he looked. Now, is that him? And this is the first time he's at bat starting, or is that more Bulldog defense?
1: Oh, man, I, I got to contribute a lot of that to the Bulldog defense. I mean, when he, when he came in last year, I mean, he played a, a, a fierce competitor at the time in Notre Dame, which uh, we'll get into a different segment down the road with buy, sell short. Uh, if you're uh, stock traders down the road, you know, Notre Dame always seems to be up there. But can they play in big games? Who knows? It's not about Notre Dame right now. But what I do know um, is the fact that Kirby Smart and, and uh, what he does in a recruiting room, Uh, What he does in his product on the field, those guys, their front seven is tenacious, it's gross, it's nasty. They like being nasty. Uh, Their back end came to play today. I really feel like, um, you know, with with tough, uh, a lot of, you know, matchup problems, uh, you know, mixing up zone blitzing, um, you know, things that just, you know, in in terms of a quarterback play, um, you know, if you don't see that stuff every day, um, you know, you're just gonna take your lumps, and th- and that's fine. Look, he's he's extremely talented, DJ Uyunglele. Uh, I think if I said that correctly, I've been practicing in my room, um, almost like I'm singing a karaoke um, hack. You'll appreciate that. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they got after him, and so I, I've got to contribute that to the Georgia Bulldogs for sure.
2: Yeah, hack. I think I think Dan Lanning, the defensive coordinator at Georgia, came in with a great mm-hmm. game plan. Mm-hmm. I mean. To hold, Clemson, to hold Clemson to two rushing yards, mm. um, I don't think you can sit there and, and remember a time that Clemson's been held to two rushing yards within the last five, six years. So I think a lot of the credit goes to the defensive coordinator. However, um, thinking about this game and national implications and what goes on, I think you saw two heavyweights who are still in it for the college football playoff. Clemson runs the table, does what they're supposed to do in the ACC. I think they're going to have another chance at them. Obviously, I'm extremely excited because the Georgia Bulldogs were my national champion pick. Uh, Really excited about where they're going. They got UAB next week. Got a chance to really get that offense back in rhythm because Brent Venables did not – he didn't disappoint either. I mean, I thought that he he presented some challenges, obviously, a defensive struggle. Um, But – Really excited to see what comes up the pipe for these two teams uh, heading into next week.
0: Hack, let's stay there. You were big on JT Daniels. Now, we all we all felt he can play. We all know uh, there's a reason why he's leading a national contender. But your uh, confidence in JT Daniels and how the game played out, uh, what do you see next and what do you think the gold was for him tonight getting there? in at a neutral site.
2: Yeah, I mean I think at the end of the day like like I was getting at is defensively Clemson also showed up. I mean they they did a great job, but JT managed the game well. Um he ultimately didn't lose it for his team. He kept them in it. Right. And at the end of the day yeah. a win's a win, right? And I think that that shows yeah. some grit and shows some toughness. Um did he put up these ridiculous Heisman numbers? Uh no. But, um, like I said, a win's a win, and a win on that stage against a team of that caliber with Clemson, uh, I think that puts a lot, of, a lot of kudos to him. And I think moving forward for his confidence, like I was saying, they got UAB next week, should be a great chance for him to really get in a rhythm offensively uh, and kind of, kind of move on from, from where they were at, this week in terms of the defensive struggle going back and forth and being able to do some things offensively, put up some numbers, get some confidence heading into the meat of that sec schedule, which is going to be tough for them. And like I said, um, last week, you know, if they, if, if, if they win their division, um, you know, they got, they got a juggernaut in Bama who showed up to, who showed up to today. And, uh, if they can get that win, you know, they're on, they're on, they're on track for where they want to be. But I think today said a lot, in terms of the overall team performance defensively um, and then being able to build confidence throughout the, throughout the regular season schedule offensively and and really gear up for that.
0: Now, so and Trevor, there, there's gotta be so much grumbling and belly aching in on bar stools around the country that just watched this game 10 to three. Damn. I wanted to see 35 31 and this, 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 (laughs) but You guys know, Hack, you know, stepping out in in games like this, sometimes it's your job to make plays. Sometimes it's your job to mitigate damage and prevent bad plays. So when you see JT Daniels really only threw for like 130, great great job with ball like, can, can you share with fans why it really was an incredible performance, even though the numbers don't bear it? And, and really with DJ too, like, yeah, there was smaller and the points were smaller, but the two offenses weren't the best units on the field. Can, can you walk our guys at the bar and, and the list that are going to be going back and forth at the hair salons this week about how the game was, <laughs> you know, why it was beautiful.
3: Yep. Yeah. I'll start there. Um, you know, it, If you look at the season, most of the time we're so used to that tune-up game, right? You guy comes out, you're playing a team that's much less caliber than you are. So you go up, you put up these huge numbers. That's how you get on these Heisman lists and everything else to kind of start your campaign. I look at this as a playoff game. If your team's playing in the playoff, it doesn't matter what the score is at the end of the day. You're going to the national championship, right? Right. That's what today was for both Georgia and Clemson was a, hey, I know it's week one. We don't have our feet wet yet, but the winner of this game is setting themselves up for the long term. They'll go play UAB and whoever else they have on the schedule next week. They'll put up big numbers and a lot of points, but to play the game like they did today, Gritty, passionate, defensive football, mitigating horrible mistakes that are going to cost you the game in JT Daniels, right? I mean, he had the one pick, but to get out of there with a win, that, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like you said, George.
1: Eddie? Yeah, and I, I, man, I love, I love it because the thing is, man, you're not going to watch, you're not going to pay for pay per view when it's, you know, Mike Tyson versus Bryce Betty. You want to watch Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield. Right. And so these these days, well,
0: you know what, as much
1: as I appreciate you guys sentiment in, in that, I know that there's intention behind that just to get my ass knocked out. And I don't appreciate that as much, but the fact of the matter is people want to see heavyweights fight heavyweights. That's why these games open and kickoff are so good. It's so good for college football because you can't be scared to, to to put your schedule um, and wins up against, um, you know, the national implications that are down the road. Sure, Alabama can go play, <clears throat> you know, Helen Keller State for, uh, you know, and pay them two million bucks to come into Tuscaloosa and get the kick shicked out of them. But, man, that's not fun to watch, right? They want to go, and that's why Alabama's done what they've done. That strength of schedule has kind of come up. Um, you know, year in and year out, making them the number one case. You know, really every year. Um, what we've come to know is an Alabama that'll play the number fourteen team in the country in Miami and and beat them forty-one to three. Just stop them. Um, what those guys do is is what everybody should do. But the, the fact of the matter is, you that's hard. That's really hard to do to come in there with a new face. You know, with DJ. Again, and, and what we saw, I think, this week on a grander scale is the fact that everybody is really falling victim to a year and a half of not really playing full on game football with all 22 dudes going out there to to really stroke it and play. So, um, you know, I love this in college football and and, and to the fan uh, that, that truly does love college football, I don't think it really matters if it's 10 to 3. Um, fifty to three or fifty to to forty nine. I think it's just fun to watch guys go out, put it all out there, and uh, and 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 especially for you know their college and their colors.
0: Well, let's go to the Army, who, who we mm. who the
1: world knows as
0: Alabama football. Let's go to the Roman Army. But first, first, but first, let's raise a glass to uh, hacks hacks recognition of Coach Dan Landing defensive coordinator at georgia i uh, will obviously get statistics and somebody's going to shoot this two yards rushing for any top 25 team at like whoever got held the two yards rushing especially a team that really already has a seat at the national championship in a lot of people's minds Thanks, sir you your assistance
1: yeah this Mm -hmm. is for Mm -hmm. you sir Mm -hmm. yep and executing 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 anybody can sit on a board and and write x's and o's if you execute your players oh it's a beautiful thing a beautiful thing let's talk about another beautiful
0: let's talk about another beautiful thing i remember honestly as a kid we were talking about tyson and i'm sitting there with my cousins and my uncles and everybody all packed in look at this kind of like kind of small tv now that i think about about it and you watch somebody get taken off and you jump like in all this exhilaration and it happened within 45 seconds it kind of felt like that t- this afternoon miami and alabama decided to meet up and it was three touchdown that they were up three touchdowns way anyway through quarter and there was no real no real place that miami could turn to uh which was i mean it was both shocking, but it was also like, okay, this is why we talk about them so much, Bryce. When you were watching this game, the is there a way to get through that 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 front line of the Rome? Are they really invincible? And we're talking about Alabama and who's going to play them in the championship.
1: I'm going to go real quick and say it's the latter, man. I I think this is – this is it's Alabama's to lose. I mean, th- that what Saban does week uh, – not only week in, week out, but just year in, year out. Um, And, and Saban kind of talked about it before this game in an interview when, when he said 25% of his team has changed. I think it's probably more than that because of how many guys mm-hmm. they put in the league. Um, it is it is a next man up scenario with those guys and and what they do specifically to your point on the front seven is is ridiculous. Um, those guys are animals. They're men amongst boys. Uh, uh, you know, the Roman army is a great representation of what those dudes are, um, especially if you're a history buff out there just because of what it meant to be kind of faced up against the Roman army back then it's it's almost like in, impenetrable so um those guys really on both sides too you know it's not just defense those guys get get um you know kind of first look a lot of the times but you know the front five on on the offensive side of the ball I think did a hell of a job tonight too uh but but more of uh kind of specifically going into this game everybody was kind of talking about this being a a Uh, a group of 11 that Nick Saban can really kind of hang his hat on, which is scary when you're in Tuscaloosa. Right. Hack, uh, Trevor, they did not play.
0: They didn't play Ichabod State tonight. They did not line up and go up against, you know, MNMU. They took on a revamp Hurricanes that have a new culture, they have a, 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 a dynamic quarterback there, although he's coming off an ACL. And they still treated them like, I, I mean, they still just rolled through him. Where are we going to see resistance? And what could have, you know, what would you have liked to have seen out of Miami in their effort today?
2: Trevor, I'll let you touch on that first. I mean, yeah, you know,
3: it. it man, we've talked about a year in and year out. Like Bryce said, it's the next man up. What I think is more impressive about that is, as you guys know, as competitors, if you're a top recruited guy or or you're hoping to be, you know, one of the guys on the field and you get beat out by a guy that's just better than you, which happens a lot there, you know, at Miami, it's tough to maintain that confidence. So like you said Bryce developing that culture within that organization to hey that guy's gone now now you're the man and build up that confidence is incredible so so you know, I would have liked to see Miami go in and compete a little bit better in this game and 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 I know that's not that's not even fair to say right i mean you you see Bryce Young go out there and just absolutely tear it up you see the defense uh, from for Alabama really shut anything and everything down but like you said this is the year everybody's been talking about where hey Miami is is revamped they're they're ready to rock and roll Alabama's maybe not as strong as they have been they may not even win their conference and uh you see them come out and just rinse and repeat the process you know it's it's fun to watch um I'm I'm tired of it you know I was tired of it as a (laughs) player I think a lot of people are tired of it that it's not their school um, but man, just impressive performance by those guys in the crimson.
1: I think real yeah, quick too, that, just that just a to touch him. on that before before yeah. Hack touches in on it. Uh, you know, one he's got a great name at Bryce Young, but two, um, he again he didn't play outside of himself. He was just very cool, calm, collected, um, and he just did what he needed to do. And I, and I think too, Hack, you've been in that position. Um, Hell, we all have to where you just look, man. Whether or not Saban takes him off to the side and says, or, or Billy O, which would be really interesting to get your take on Billy O. Um, yep. But, you know, taking you off to the side and saying, look, man, this is this is your deal. You've you've been here. Um, you've got a million dollars under your belt now. So go just go have fun. Um, I'll almost be more inclined if I can, George, to see, you know, heck, what, what's Billy O like, you know, in the in the room and what do you think he told, you know, uh, Bryce before this game?
2: Yeah. uh, So to get to that, I think there's very few places in college football where you get the opportunity to hire a guy at a coordinator position um, with the resume that Bill O'Brien has. He was a head coach in college football, obviously at Penn State. I had the opportunity to play for him for a year. Um, And then the guy goes on was the acting GM and head coach for the Texans for the past few years. And then now he's back in the coordinator role under Nick Saban. And I think that's a testament to how Saban runs his system and how he manages his coaching staff. Those guys are next in line for big jobs all across the country at very, at, at both the NFL and the college level. Um, I think uh, I think it's a situation where bill feels very comfortable because it's very similar to the situation that he came up in, in new England, where he has a guy who has a culture established, has an expectation level. When you walk in that building in terms of how you carry yourself as a player, how you carry yourself as a coach. Um, He has the support defensively, like you were saying, Bryce, you know, I think that defense has an opportunity to be one of the most special defensive units that Alabama's had in the last 10, 15 years. Um, And for him, um, I think he's benefited from his time in the NFL adjusting to the new college game, having the opportunity to coach a guy like Sean Watson um, and what he brings to the table. And then the one thing I always give Bill credit for is the fact that he doesn't stuff a square peg into a round hole. He's going to find out what his, what his guys do well and put them in position to be successful and make plays and execute and move the football. Um, I think he kind of saw that today.
0: Hack, quick question. Yes, sir. Yeah, and and you know, just you know, you played for Joe Bryan, and you, you were a young quarterback, just like Bryce Young was a young quarterback for for him. What? How does he prepare you that week leading into like like your your quarterback test?
2: Yeah.
0: What is he yeah. drilling into Bryce Young? What is to him the bus ride to the game first at bat? I mean. Yeah. you rolled into your debut with him. Bryce rolled into his debut with him. Can you just share with us what that was like for Bryce Young?
2: Yeah, and uh, I think I think that's kind of what I was getting at, George. Is that I'm 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 virtually positive it has evolved a little bit. Um, but when I was there, like he came in running the Patriots system verbatim. So Bill and I really spent a ton of time focusing on defensive football and understanding weaknesses and coverages, uh, you know, is his, his like three things, numbers, leverage and matchups. We ran the run game. We ran the pass game. We ran identification. So um, there was a lot on our plate. So for us to really be able to master it, we had to know what we were going up against. So I would imagine that bill hasn't gotten away from that. And he has really tooled Bryce with the knowledge of the defensive side of the, of the ball to be able to know where the weak weaknesses are, how to attack it, and so on and so forth. And that's what I was saying is I think today you saw a good little mixture of that newer RPO scheme um, that has come in since I played for Bill, and I think that he had learned from Deshaun in his time in Houston, and also some pro concepts that he has kept that have been his babies throughout his career. Um, and when you have the, the kids out there that can run, catch, make plays after the catch um, – the offensive line, I think that those guys really make Bill's job easy. And I think once Bryce really starts to see it, because it takes a few games to really get a feel for it, but when Bryce really starts to see the defense and understand the opportunities he has, if he has the same reins that I had, he's going to really take take command of this thing and have the opportunity to put together a really special season.
1: Scary, 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 yeah. scary. The guy he, uh, already looks 28 anyway. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: But but text with you, Bryce. He, if you listen to him, he does sound sixteen, looks twenty eight. He does. He's got this. 25.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. It's, it's okay though. It's okay. It's okay.
0: Um, I'll tell you my impression of, of of watching those guys. I was impressed with both. Bryce Young is poised and he made plays. It never felt too big, and he's on the field with real athletes. At my, they brought pressures. They got exotic. They would drop eight one play, bring seven the next play, and uh, he handled it. He handled it. Didn't force anything. Didn't let anything get into his psyche. But also got a tap, uh, tip of cap to Coach O'Brien. Really mixed it up. Third down, he was brilliant. I mean, and I understand he's out there playing with 11 NFL players. But you still have to win the mm-hmm. game from the visor, then down to the field, and then they got to go out next. And, exit. and he, was, he was brilliant. That 94-yard touchdown that – bryce with his feet in his own end zone it was a wide open shot it was beautiful it was a deep over he got him uh and then they just kept him off balance ran well threw it well threw for three five with a, a kid that just turned last week in his first game so usually those performances come against a lower tier not another opponent that's technically another heavyweight but um i was really impressed before we jump to more of these heavyweight games. We want to remind you guys, we want to hear from you. So shoot us your questions. Shoot us your uh, thoughts or impress Games, challenge us. Uh, go after Bryce Petty. He's waiting for you. Uh, yeah. In fact, I wanted to, to, to say something uh, about his <laughs> uh, his picks and his teams today. Um, let's go now. Let's go out west. Kind of a shocker. Kind of climbed that out of that that stadium there, your alma mater got way more than what I think they bargained for against Tulane. Why was that? And why will they be okay going
3: forward? Man, it, it was it was a, it was a nail biter all the way t- to the end, as you guys that watched um could could, could join me in that. Uh, man, Spencer Rattler is obviously the front runner for the Heisman trophy. He did not have a great day. I thought he was making some decisions that were maybe typical of him. A lot of the times they they work out because he's got such arm talent. But he had a little bit. You say make a decision, Cole. Those are like what?
0: trevor like break yeah, it down you know, he, he's
3: got he's got so much arm talent that he gets away with things that that bryce and hack and myself maybe couldn't have back in the day right i mean he's drifting in the pocket bryce maybe i don't know he's pretty talented whoa. guy but whoa drifting in the pocket throwing across his body all the things that you learn about in peewee football right that you, you're not supposed to do he gets away mm-hmm. with a lot of those things some of those decisions today Uh, You know, they kind of came up and and, and bit him in the the backside. Right. So um, I I would I wouldn't sweat about it. He's the best player in the country. I still believe that. Um, Mm. But he did not have a great not have a great day today. Um, I thought Alex Grinch and those guys have received a lot of offseason praise on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, They didn't show up in a way that they were supposed to. Um, you you got a. Uh, it served on a platter, right? It's a home game when you weren't supposed to have a home game, and you didn't show up like the home team. Hats off to Tulane. I know Bryce has some thoughts on their quarterback, so I'll leave uh, leave that for him. <laughs> but man, uh, Tulane came in. They played gritty football, and they almost pulled one over on number two Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. Before we roll no, to did. Bryce, because I, I want to get I want to get Bryce his <laughs> thoughts on on our man here uh christian you've been watching college football your whole life if you see a number two ranked bug game one survive an unranked team was who was not only undermanned but they were also displaced from the storm we got to go back to that they were displaced from, from hurricane ida they actually spent the week at the university of Alabama coach Saban let them train and and regroup there. They're living out of a suitcase. Then they get themselves to, to Norman for a home game against the Sooners. If you you see a number two team, just really escape that. What does it say about who does it say more about the Sooners or Tulane? And 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 what are the Sooners if if you're in their team meeting in front of them tomorrow?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, personally, I think you got to tip your cap to Tulane, like like Trevor was saying. I mean, they came in and, you know, they executed. They made plays. Uh, they played to a level that nobody expected them to play. So, to me, you have to tip the cap to those guys. They showed up. Fact, they played. They executed. They battled. They competed. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Raise a glass. uh um, mm. petty. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, I mean, for Oklahoma – I really do think that, you know, yeah, I think Spencer didn't play, you know, to the expectations he had, but still was 30 for 39, still threw for 300, had two picks, threw a touchdown. I don't think it's anything to fret about. I think Oklahoma still has um, a lot of green grass in front of them as it pertains to making it to the college football playoff and, and, and continuing to build a, a resume that resonates with the people who, who make those decisions. So I think ultimately for them, hey, we got out of one. Let's keep it moving next week. Let's put together a big performance. They play in the Big Twelve. We know they don't. Uh, they don't necessarily uh, hold defense in high regard in that conference. So, um, so um,
0: ask you this: so we'll, we'll see what happens. Will this be a problem for them? Their resume stacks up to two or three other teams on the eve of the playoff committee, and they're looking back and they're saying. Okay, technically on paper, they all have the same wins and same losses. But will this almost be viewed as a loss? Anybody. Will this be viewed as a loss? Again, two or three other teams, say Notre Dame, Florida, and somebody else all come in with identical records. Can they <laughs> Cincinnati. Game one. Cincinnati. Will this be record- a loss? Or Not necessarily no
1: no 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 I don't, I don't think you, so. I don't think you can't do that you can't do that and, that, and that's, that's what's tough, but you know at the same time too that's why we're on podcasts and we're not getting paid to make those decisions either because that's yeah. that's where it's hard for you know and we recognize it as a player you know in 14 when we, I think we got you know kind of I felt like snaked out of the playoffs as well um, you know but at the, at the end of the day look a, a win on Saturday is a win. And and we've said that before, and it is it's tough to get a win. And and the thing is, I I mentioned this, I think, last week, you know, for OU, it's gonna be tough because everybody has you circled on their schedule. That's that's just gonna be the way it is. You you are going to get haymakers left and right from people, trick plays, um you know, blitzes, schemes, like you you have DCs, you have offensive coordinator scheming for you all year because they have you on their schedule. Yeah. Sure. So so mm-hmm. yeah. It's 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 going to be one of those things. And look, it's deserved. It's deserved. So you're gonna have to wear it. But at the end of the day, to the committee um, and and to the strength of schedule thing. Look, uh, you know, and that's again, just like we talked about with Alabama. You know, look, they play Miami and they go beat the snot out of them, but then they got Mercer coming back. You know, so at the end of the day, it's it's one of those things that it, your what is your off conference schedule or non conference schedule look like? But everybody's going to have those kind of tune up games. Um, It's just a matter of when they have them. So that uh, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah, but it's, have a tune up game, but still go. There's a lot of tune up
0: games that want your Cincinnati Bearcats. They took on the Miami Redhawks, quote unquote tune <coughs> game, knocked them out. Went and got with my in a relative heavyweightish matchup. Knocked him out. There are some tune-up games. Everybody has them. You're right. But what happens through the game execution of that matchup? That's the big difference. Let's go to it. You are big on Pratt. Pratt, man, hats off to him. We watched him battle and dash and scramble, yes. take shots, Smoked. hit a couple oh. big throws tonight that got called back. By- Bryce, when when you watched him, and there aren't too many times, I don't think in your career ever did you go up against an opponent where you were the quote unquote David. Like you had Baylor, you guys are equal to or favored. But when you look at him and clearly he leading the smaller boat, what did you see in his performance that gets them half a like half a foot from having yeah, a completely yeah. different conversation nationally?
1: Yeah, I think I think so. And look, I don't know if they need to necessarily have that because at the end of the day, look what Willie Fritz has done in Tulane has only taken them to 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 bowl games three years in a row. Willie Fritz, oh, go ahead and toast toast to the toast, coach. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Hack, for knowing knowing your Mm -hmm. specimen. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Tulane is a good team. It's it's not again to your to your point. I can't remember. I it can bog or or my my rendition of that is Helen Keller State. You know nothing against that, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's that's that's what we call that. But it, but they are a great team. And what I saw from Michael today um, is to in a in a quarterback room, just like we have here. Um, you have what's called a competition. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's in the room, on the field, or against the other sideline. You have a competition. And what that dude had um, today was not only was he supposed to host what would be the number one touted quarterback in the country, if not number one, maybe number two pick. Mel Kuyper just came out with my man Thibodeau in Oregon as the number one overall prospect coming out next year. But you have Spencer Rattler coming in there, and that is a competition. What I loved mm-hmm. about it is he gave zero – Uh, explicitives about Spencer Rattler being on the other side of that ball. And that's what I love. So so I think that one of the greatest things that you can have as a quarterback in terms of a personality trait is a competitor. Three syllables, competitor. You want that guy on your sideline and throwing the ball for you. And I think that what – at least for me, what he showed me as a teammate of him at Tulane is the guy is going to get knocked down. He's going to get back. I mean, he took a shot. Me and Trevor sat there. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see what he just did? I mean, it was – we were talking about a Vander Holyfield just a second ago. My man took one, two. Bah, bah, and, and went back, was spitting up blood, snorting out of his nose, blown into a towel, and then went right back to the to the to the OC and said, hey – I got my helmet on, let's go back to work. You know, so so that's yep. yeah, man, that's that's what I love. That's what I love. So so you know I what? I saw a lot of grit
3: coming out of him today. You know what he reminded me of? I was sitting there watching the game and I'm sitting there thinking, man, for those of y'all that have seen the movie Friday Night Lights. Mike, yeah. Winchell, his, <laughs> Mike Winchell is Mike Winchell is the quarterback, right? Dude <laughs> spitting out blood, he's getting killed, and the same turnout. They come up one yard short to win the state championship, Texas high school football. This dude, like you said, was taking blows, comes up oh one yard God. short. But I, but I totally agree with you, Bryce. I mean, the guy played gritty. Uh, he won his. T- if he didn't already have the respect of his team. He absolutely won it over. Got mine. Not only for got them, mine. but for the two lane faithful. So I yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. take to that. got mine.
1: I love all these toasts, by the way, just so everybody knows.
0: To, to our man Pratt, we know you're out there. Yeah. Keep icing up. Yes, sir. Hell of a hell of a game tonight, sir. Yeah. Hell nice of a bath, game. bath, rehab, 10 <laughs> machines. That's and right. the frozen right. peas work. Maybe a
2: frozen <laughs> oh, ribeye. I don't know. But, just, or, oh my god! Or a nice cold bush latte. You know, put it right. <laughs> put it. Put it uh, on the, uh, the chair. Have
0: several.
1: You now, boys, and, and make sure you out. take
0: a water break. All you, for all you guys out there rolling <laughs> yeah. with us, I know we, I know we're about twelve toes. We ain't even close to scratching the surface. Get you a little <laughs> water break. Get your little water break because we're gonna keep rolling up north now. We Came out west with the Sooners. Go up north. A heavy battle, a heavyweight mm. battle. My dark Horse national championship, which is looking a little bit brighter. We are, but I'm a hack. Hack. Let's talk about our Nittany Lions, wire to wire. It net that nobody got breathing room. Nobody really got breathing room in this game. The game kind of just played between the 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 thirty. 30- five yard lines it felt like kickers seemed to be in the front lines punters were on the front lines and uh it was just like a uh, lunch pails on both sidelines yep. what did you see out of your nitley's tonight that you they proud of or did not exceed this early on
2: yeah so i think obviously with as much offensive changeovers happened up there there was an expected you know kind of dead period where you were going to kind of see, they were feeling each other out blows and blows. You know, I think it was very par for the course for a big 10 game when it comes to defensive struggles. I think it was like, it was zero yeah, right. okay. zero um, yeah, yep. at halftime. Yeah. Zero zero at halftime. Bryce, I think bit brought up a great point earlier in this conversation about how, you know, college football comes in, you know, your at Penn state, comes from a background of up-tempo, get on the ball, let's rip, let's run 110 plays if we can and and, and get going. Uh, and I thought one of the things that was interesting seeing early is, you know, they had a nice like third and one opportunity. They got on the ball, crowd noise at Camp Randall, played a factor, offsides, miscommunications. So I think it was good. Ultimately, I know that that was a point I was just trying to give a, a little cap, a cap tip to Bryce for that. I think there's an element there. But – um. But yeah, I was I was I was pleased. I think Penn State definitely left some points out on the field. You know, oh, yeah. I think Clifford missed Dotson once or twice deep. Um, the deep, ball. but ultimately, oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I just live and die. Yeah. They
0: loosened up in the second half. They start taking shots, but yep. You know, he's off his back foot. Either hung it too much. He did get a couple of them. Yeah. But go ahead. But, yeah, they did loosen up and they did start throwing haymakers in the second half.
2: Yeah. The one thing I was pleasantly surprised of, I mentioned this in my other podcast with uh, JP, uh, was Penn State's shift of mindset to their defensive front. They've kind of gone to a more athletic front, not as big as it was traditionally. I mean, we had guys like Austin Johnson and Daquan Jones when I was there who were big guys. Playing that nose and three tech, um, it, they just kind of went to to more of a field to try and run with Ohio State East and West and keep it up, and that's what uh-huh. I was scared of heading into the game with Wisconsin being as big as they were up front and such a focus on running the football downhill. Um, I thought the defense played very very well, and then to Clifford's buying point, uh, buying yeah. that defense. Yep. I mean, I think I think, yep. I think uh, Brandon Brandon Smith. Give a shout out to a kid, Louisa County. Grew up to grew up the county next to me, where I grew up in Fluvanna. Um, I think that kid's an absolute freak show. Six five, can play east to west. Um, but without getting on a tangent, um, I thought defensively they showed up. I thought they did some things that that give them a lot of kudos heading into the Big Ten schedule and the meat of that. And then uh, you know, offensively, although they left some points on the board, they did enough to get it done. They didn't necessarily hurt themselves. I think that's a theme of week week one, week zero. You know, can teams execute and win the game? A win's a win's a win's a win. To Bryce's point about o- Oklahoma moving forward, so um, really proud of how they showed out and, and 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 battled through that. And at the end of the day, you know, last won the last seven against Wisconsin. Uh, you know, I know Barstool Big Cat was up on was up on them boys up there in Madison, <laughs> but uh, you know then. A Nittany line showed up tonight. So, um, to your to your point, Hack, about it. to your point
0: about the change in mindset of how you play your front four, how you recruit the front four, how you build up front. It, it took me right back to that Moneyball movie. You guys have seen Moneyball with Bryce. I mean, uh, chill. why would I say Bryce? It's Head fine. I get, called, it's I get called I get called
1: Brad Pitt all the time. I mean, it's, oh, it's crazy how many times. Go ahead. I'm going to get a lot for that. I'm going to oh, get a lot. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to oh, get a lot for that.
0: So Isn't it my way? Certainly not, Bryce. Pay. Moneyball with Brad Pitt, Trevor. Moneyball, or Brad Pitt. He's 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 going back and forth to the scouting department, and then finally clash. And they ask him, "Why are you going analytics?" And he says, "Adapt or die," like really, truly. And I'm sure you could we could have pulled that from a scientific reference, but Moneyball is cooler. Trevor Knight (laughs) on on this on like we we watch games three nights, four nights heavyweights coming out as heavyweights get knocked out heavyweights crawling out of the ring just escaping how big a win is this for a penn state team with so much veteran leadership coming back game one travel up to wisconsin equal to and equal to arrival and we know how physical that they touted this as the biggest greatest heaviest offensive line they've had how much momentum is this of, of a nickname that that didn't have this type of response last year in their in their opener and they're looking at a really a wide open big 10 to the exception of weapons in Columbus how much boost is this to go 12 rounds get the win and come home
3: well again it's that it's that foundation that they're building for the rest of their season right um and it was it was fun for me to watch I'll say that me and Bryce you know we played down in the big 12. We don't have the defense that Hack had to go up against every year. I've never seen a guy as big as some of those guys in the front seven of any of those teams. Um, so it was a fun brand of football to watch, right? Now, um, we were all texting during the game. Wisconsin's got some cats, man. Wisconsin has got some yeah. dudes that are going to put up big numbers this year. I think they're going to win a lot of football games. Um I mean for for one guy, Chez um Melu Melusi is that how you say it? Chez Melusi, Woo! the running back mm-hmm. for what Wisconsin. A big, big, big that dude yep. was pounding the Wait. rock, and pounding mm-hmm. Clemson the rock. transfer. Jaget, let's see that. Absolutely. Jagan so Hughes, is you watch a that guy and the way he's running. Tip of the cap, like you said, Hack, to, uh, to the Penn State defense, man, there for, you go, Dagan. for holding these guys to, uh, to as few points as they had. It was a fun brand of football to watch. I think both of these teams are going to have very successful years, but certainly a very big foundational game for the Nittany Lions. Uh,
0: Trevor, let, let's go. Dagan, can you put the, the stats back up? Trevor, go ahead and walk through. 31 carries is a day. Thirty-one that's carries. A day, that's a day. That's 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 not catching screens and 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 getting a couple calls uh, it's on your shoulders. Look look at the effort there by your guy there, Ches. Uh, I would tip my cap on Chez. And then can we talk about the video opportunities? Even though he cast, you know, he he cashed them in. The only five. Cap- and only a handful more for Jahan Dotson. We,
3: he, he's got to see more touches, no? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, any time that you're touching the ball that many times, he's going to wake up tomorrow and, and he's going to go straight to the cold tub, right? I mean, he's, he went through uh, not only one, but 30 little car wrecks throughout that game. Right. But to get 121 <laughs> yards against a defense like that, I mean, he was pounding the rock up and down the field. Again, to to only get 10 points out of that is a a tip of the cap and hats off to to that defense up there uh, at Penn State.
0: Before we move on uh, to some of the other games from week one, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners, Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play, Uh, through to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable than ever before. With football season kicking off now, get in on the action by going to Rivers.com today or by downloading BetRivers' iOS app. Must be 21 years old or older to take part in this. Uh, Gambling a problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, can we move to a couple of other matchups that were core to the day. And let's just stay in the Big Ten here for a second. I'm just going to talk there. There was a lot of good about a couple of teams, and they ran up against some buzz saws. One survived, one didn't. Let's start with Iowa Iowa State. I mean, sorry, let's start with Indiana, who played. And then let's go to Iowa State. The Hoosiers traveled to Kinnick. Uh, hack. You've been at Kennick, yes.
2: I did not have the opportunity to play there. But oh, It's oh, one of the
3: over two. Fun. That's what, oh, for two. We, got, we got
1: Bryce Pitt. We got Bryce Pitt, and we got a hack traveling up north, which didn't happen. You know, and so that you got to
3: know people, with. You got to know your people. We got what's called
1: a toast. So we got what's called a toast, and we got what's called a toss. We're going to go We're ahead toss. and toss one for my mail With okay, right? Let's, let's toss one. <laughs> but let's also get
0: it back. Hack, have you mentally ever played in Kinnick Stadium?
2: Yes, through experiences, <laughs> and it is a bitch.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So we get that back. Raise the toes to Hacks Mental uh, Victory My mental in Kennick Stadium. Nice. nice. The, the VR system works well. So I'm going to back that up. Thank you for augmented yeah, reality. I spent. <laughs> I actually coached at the Hawkeyes when I was a youngster. I was a student assistant coach uh, working to be assistant. It is a rat's nest. It's a snake pit to go there and play. The crowd sits Right up there's only so much feet from the uh, from the benches to the crowd. A lot of pride, smart staff, great culture, and it's just a tough place to go in there and try to get a win, as the Hoosiers found out today. What does this say more about? Are are the Hoosiers not who we thought they were, or is Iowa like like just kind of just in the grass always there?
2: I think I think Kirk Ferentz has done a fantastic job at Iowa in developing and creating a program that works for him. You kind of see it as a cyclical type program where they're in and out, they're up and down, but they're always when they have an opportunity to play on a stage like this, they always they never disappoint. They're always there. They always show up, and I think that's a I think that's a massive I think that's a massive uh, tip of the cap to kirk ferentz and how he Mm -hmm. runs
0: kirk ferentz coach ferentz tip of the cap cap. now let's go even um
2: but i but i will say say, i think yeah go ahead george
0: Go go ahead hack
2: well i was gonna say i think indiana i think this year for them it was a they were riding a lot of hype they had an unexpected year last year i think pennix um was one of the things that I touched on was the guy that was going to drive that ship. Um, And ultimately Mm -hmm. it didn't work out today. Um, I am a big fan of Tom Allen. I think his brand and the culture he's trying to develop at Indiana is going to be special. There's the stuff. Yeah. 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 But I think um, think ultimately turning the football over, not completing the football and not staying on schedule really hurt Indiana. Um, And I think the momentum and the combination of the lack of momentum within that game and not being able to ride the momentum through the offseason that Indiana has had and the hype and the way that Penix played uh, really hurt them. And when you go into a place where you have a coach like Ference who's going to be prepared and he's going to come out and they're going to execute like Iowa always does, um, it, it, you, you're running into a buzzsaw, to use to use your words, George. And uh, that's I think that's what happened today.
0: And – it, it it might cost them It might cost yeah. them We'll see how they recover They got a hell of a man down the line First of all, let's raise a glass Ironically, four quarterbacks On this broadcast I want to raise a glass to a defensive back Riley Moss at Iowa Two pick sixes Two pick sixes Ooh. In the same game, um, out of the gate he, he jumped Two hitches How about that? Riley Moss, sir
1: Oh, I can't are. wait to be watching that film with Matt Campbell, Brock Purdy. Woo, that, they got him coming that, in next week and said, man, my that, guy got got two hitches. Two. Wow. We're going. Uh,
0: and and while we're on, and those of you with us live, it's getting down in Westwood. The UCLA Bruins have knocked out a team that won the oh national championship two years ago. The LSU Tigers. Mm. Chip and the UCLA Bruins have just knocked out the LSU Tigers wow. at home. It's going down in Hollywood. Be safe if you're out tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. They ain't gonna. <laughs> oh, <not so> <laughs> yeah. Y'all are getting paid on campus. They Y'all are. They are paid.
2: Campus get an Uber. Get an Uber. Yeah, get an Uber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's so the opposite of yeah, Brentwood to hey, real quick, asked to Chip Kelly, much maligned yeah, jippers, chip,
1: chip, Already chip, trying chip, to pick chip. up
0: his replacement. LSU all right, Bryce Petty. Uh, let's stay in the state of Iowa. Strange words to stay. Yeah, let's stay in the state of Iowa a couple Amy's. hours. The- this was the coronation of the cyclones, and, and I know from from uh, our first episode, you said. Your favorite coach, uh, or she you would have said if we got to the side, your favorite coach is Matt Campbell. Somebody I went to high school with, I love Matt Campbell. They took on a group of five, or really a 1AA FCS team today in Northern Iowa. Still quality, man. But if you're Iowa State, leaning towards and making steps and making waves at a national championship run, and you escape at home by six, to an FCS in-state rival, which every Northern Iowa football player cut off his left arm, ear, leg, or anything else to be a Cyclone, and they lost by yeah. and they, they they only lost by six to that program. Now with your favorite,
1: where are yeah? You? Though I t- look, I still like look. We, we got to get my man Brees Hall some 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 room. First off, I mean sixty-nine yards is tough um but we do have that the 13 straight games with the rushing touchdown which is which is great for my guy um you know but look to your to your point northern iowa sits there and circles this game every year as a first game on their schedule to say this is our bowl game this is the one this is the year um look Iowa state it's got bigger and better things it's about what we talked about earlier tonight get a win and get out I'm still on the Cyclone train. We got some hype. We got, you know, this Matt Campbell. We got Brock Purdy. We got Brees Hall. We still got our dudes. Just come back to the drawing board, recover, regroup. You know, let's drink some water, get some IVs, and let's go back next week for a big, big matchup with Iowa coming in. Uh, Trevor, so they survive.
0: Just like we said earlier, Mike And Bryce keeps saying, I have the win? Of the win, yes, it's early on. Yes, it's this. Yes, it's that. But we had another situation out west: Oregon posts Fresno State again, a quote-unquote tune-up game. Big deal for Fresno State. They circle Oregon on the on the uh, calendar. They've been looking forward to playing these guys for however long the game's scheduled. Oregon's best play goes down, which also happens to be by many people. Account- Paul's best player goes down and Kayvon Thibodeau and you still that one man is out and you still survive with a touchdowns worth victory. What are we looking at now with the duck?
3: I think it's similar. I mean, it's the same theme we've had all day. Right. I mean, you look at the stat line here and, um, you know, it, it, could it look better? Absolutely. It could. But you get out of there with a win. Sure, they were a 19-point favorite, um, and they only win, you know, there by seven. But you know, you're at home. You get your feet under you. Um, you get all the first-time jitters out. First time being in, back in front of uh, you know fans for the first time for a lot of these guys that are on the field. And even if you were a guy that's older, I mean. It's a different feeling, as you guys know. Playing in an empty stadium during scrimmages, getting ready for a game, is way different than packing a stadium. So there's a lot of different emotions going on. Getting a win, again, same theme that we've been talking about all night. I think they're going to be all right. They'll find their groove, and they're going to be a good football team throughout the year.
0: It's going to be fascinating here, uh, Hack, Bryce. These guys now go from a barroom Fresno State. Pack your bags, and you Columbus. Mm. Mm.
3: Yes, go sir. Shoe, maybe. You go to Columbus.
0: Now, remember now, shoe hasn't seen football in close to eight months. The Buckeyes took on Minnesota on the road. They're going to be fired up. The whole state of Ohio is going to squeeze in there. And it's one of the few locker rooms that can walk out there and go toe-to-toe with Alabama. How do you, how do you gear up now for – Whatever's comparable to the Roman army, after you just survived barroom <laughs> brawl with Fresno State.
1: No oh, man, I, I tell you what, it's it's probably a lot of what the the barroom brawl was was looking past. It's not it's not the the, yeah. the compadre with the guy. It's the dude that he's with, right? that we're <laughs> always looking at. And so that's where I think that this Ohio State comes in. It's look, let's just get through Fresno State. We know we can beat these guys up. Uh, we're all looking at uh, you know ahead to, to week two matchup um, against Ohio State. That's probably um, and in my eyes, what a lot of what a lot of this was um, this week and what we saw, where these guys kind of you know again, Iowa State's another perfect example. You got you and I, pah, we got that. We're looking ahead to Iowa, right? So it's it's similar it's right. similar things like that, and that's what that's what college football, that's what you love about it, um, is the fact that it's kind of that any given Saturday. Uh, feeling these guys have to, uh, to man, they got to show up. Um, but at the end of the day, Columbus is no joke. Eight months of suppressed testosterone, estrogen lead in there. I'm excited about it. Uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup. It's unfortunate. I, I think, unless my guys got um, deer antler spray on the reg, you know, whatever to throw up on that ankle. Um, I think uh, you know Thibodeau might be out, which, which to your point, and, and what I think too is is the best player in the country. Um, you know, so Oregon's going to have to survive without uh, that dude. But um, excited about this matchup. Couldn't we? Yeah. Quickly. Could, could we? Right, go
0: ahead. Hack, go ahead. Hack, take it. Hack.
2: Well, I was going to say. I was going to say. I think. I think Oregon should be calling PJ Fleck at Minnesota and saying thank you for their yeah. effort. Because Ohio State was in a little bit of a dogfight themselves on Thursday night. So I think looking forward to it, the theme being a win's a win's a win, I think both of those teams heading into that matchup um, battled through uh, tough games. Um, Fortunately for Oregon, I don't think Fresno State is the type of team that Minnesota was in terms of physicality and beating you up and being wore down. So I think it'll be interesting to see how Oregon responds, going to the shoe and how, um, Ohio state responds, um, after, you know, going to a little bit or going through a little bit more of a physical grind, mm-hmm. I think is what Minnesota presented. But, uh, Ohio state also has a little bit of a longer week to, to prepare and to get themselves True. healthy and, and, and rejuvenate. So, um, I think it'll be. A, I think it'll be a good test for both teams um, moving forward.
0: That's true. Before we move, to raise a glass, I think we just made history. If We this, have to. The first time. I think the first time in the internet era or color TV era that an analyst, which Bryce Petty is, uh, confirmed slash complimented certified a fan base having both testosterone and estrogen we are here <laughs> we are here
1: we hey. are here Pinky. on Minky's out we
0: are uh, the diversity yes. ladies yes. we appreciate you rolling with us we are woke, that's how yo. dynamic we are field of 12 after dark show that's bryce petty trevor knight christian yes. hackenberg listen uh we we want to throw a question in there, and this is going to come in from Megan Hughes, which is coming from uh, the the audience. We're going to throw up a question right now. We can keep. Going. What team Ooh. surprised y'all week one, good or bad, for my man Jonathan? Trevor, let's go with you first. Biggest surprise Ooh. this week, good, good or bad?
3: I, I got to go with the Oklahoma Sooners. I know I've got some bias there, being a, an alum, but. Man, it, this was the year uh, that they circled to say, hey, we've got the quarterback. We've got a better defense. We're going to run the table. Um, you know, we've been in the, 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 the locker rooms of the college football playoff. We've been in those stadiums. We understand where we need to go. This is the year to get over the hump, to make it to the big dance. Um, and I just, man, they came out and just did not impress me at all. We talked about it. I think they'll be fine, but was a little disappointed in the way that that Lincoln and his boys played today. So that was a big surprise for me here in week one.
0: Uh, Hack, biggest surprise, sir.
2: So I'm going to give a shout-out to two teams in the Big Ten – that have been bottom feeders for the last two years, three years, four years. Here Rutgers, we go, Rutgers. In Rutgers, Here we go. Hey. sixty-one <laughs> on Temple. Greg Schiano. Here we go. I think, I, I, think I think, I think, I think that's going to be great for the Big Ten moving forward, and also Maryland pulling one out against West Virginia. Mm. Um, hey, Ray. Coach, T- uh, coach
0: L- light it up, the, turning you know, the ship around, sir. Yes, sir.
2: I'm excited right. about both of those teams heading into the Big Ten for the next couple of years, developing, creating, it, creating identity, creating culture, seeing what happens. I think it's going to be good for the whole Big Ten.
0: Bryce love it. Petty. Love
1: it. I'll be real quick. Jonathan Coker, TM, uh, I appreciate your question. Uh, <laughs> two words, enter man I am so man. I tell you what, these Virginia Tech Hokies, yep. oh my god, yeah, that, my. that would be yep. such a cool environment to play in. One, as a Virginia Tech Hokie, but two, coming in there, um, you got the North Carolina Tar Heels, which uh, a lot of us kind of always had is like, you know, hey, if Clemson doesn't do what they need to do, you know, uh, here, here comes Sam Howell and the boys. and they didn't enter uh, enter Sam in the right no. way, so uh, that no. would be my most uh, most surprised team. I would say in a good way for uh, the Virginia Tech Hokies, and a bad way for the North Carolina Tar Heels.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Much respect. We had, like everybody else, had a lot of of uh, of hype and and confidence in what the Tar Heels are bringing to the table. I don't know if that's indicative of is that real is that who they really are, or were we just sleep on some of the powers who have kind of been out of there for a little bit. Virginia tech is certainly back. My big surprise. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to speak on the five families was the Georgia defense. I thought with everything that we heard and knew about Clemson, one of the best receiving in all of college football led by Justin Ross, an offensive staff that's always been intact. They're coming off of a national championship run, going back on another one. They have another superhero at quarterback who played a little bit last, year, supposed to bring all these things to the table, and running galore. Two yards rushing. Clemson rushed for two more yards than you and I did tonight, and that's saying something. That's Clemson. It's Clemson. You could line up against you—you know, Chick-fil-A. They're going to at least get 15 or 25 yards, off a couple draws late in the fourth quarter, they played every single down on it. Uh, so that was my biggest surprise. Uh, before we continue this conversation uh, about who we're going to buy and sell uh, in this, next, I just want to let you guys know about the Field of Twelve Media, a brand new podcast and a digital media network. College football by the people who know it best. Brought to you by Shoot Your Shot Productions. The folks behind the field of 68, the field of 12, do the insight into the game that we all love, from loved it, lived it, coached it. Trevor Knight and Bryce covering the Big 12. Joshua Perry and Christian Hackenberg covering the Big 10. Yogi Roth and Ted Robinson have everything you need at the Big 12. We welcome Harry Douglas and Cody Sensabaugh in the mighty ACC, and Max Starks and Clint Sterner. In the SEC, and of course, we'll be here every Saturday night. Uh, to be your source, your go to source for everything college football after dark. Grab something cold, put a couple of rocks in it, uh, sit down and join us. Check the links below for the rest of our shows. The field of 12, where college football happens, gentlemen. Let's move now to uh, a new segment. We're going to start doing the stock market. Who are you buying? Who should we be selling? And I had one week, but we did have a chance to waste an awful lot of of, uh, uh, execution or lack thereof. Trevor Knight, who are you buying or selling? What what for us right now?
3: I'll tell you what. I'm going to go and I'm going to go ahead and buy the entire transfer portal. (laughs) I am not a fan of the transfer portal. I was a transfer guy, and I'm still not a fan of the transfer portal, but I'll specify two guys. Grant Calcaterra, who was my pick at tight end this week, SMU Mustangs, and the quarterback, Tanner Mordecai, tore it up tonight for the SMU Mustangs. Grant had two touchdowns. Tanner Mordecai had seven touchdown passes, both transfers. You're starting to see some true success in these transfers. You look back at some of the recent Heisman Trophy winners and big-time players at Oklahoma alone in Kyler Murray, in Baker Mayfield, in Jalen Hurts, in Trevor Knight, who's the best of them all, and the (laughs) transfer portal. I am buying you, and we're rolling. I love, such it. A, I love it. That's a that's a that's, a dollar, dollar <laughs> that's a dollar dollar in the oh.
1: jar. That's a dollar in the jar. What a cur- <laughs>
0: curious what a curious sell from a man <laughs> who won from it, who starred at a school who's won heavily from it, and yet he sells it. Trevor hey, Bryce Petty. No, I change. Hack. A big buy or a big sell, your stock tip, sir, your stock tip.
2: Okay, okay. My big buy is Georgia, and I'm saying it because they were my national championship pick, but I think they really proved to me from a defensive side that they can hang. Um, if, they can, if they can continue to do that week in, week out, uh, I think it puts them in a position where – the offense gets in a rhythm and they can show something. I'm selling the shit out of Indiana right now. I'm not too happy. No. With, uh, retweet, 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 retweet. With, how, with how Yeah, with how they uh, I'm not I'm not pleased with how they showed up. Um like I said, I think that team was heavily dependent on momentum and Penix. And I think uh Kirk Ferrance put a pretty good blueprint out in terms of how to how to handle them. So um a tough Big Ten with with the likes of Rutgers and uh, and Maryland playing really well today. Um, I think uh, I think Indiana finds themselves in a much tougher position than they had uh, moving forward uh, throughout that schedule.
0: Wow, I love it. Well I have a split buy. I have a split buy, and I forget those uh, stocker CNBC deals where they got. I want you to take your dollar, tear it in half, put it on both of these things. Go to your mattresses. I'm buying big on the fighting Chip Kelly at UCLA. When talk about the Bruins again, two years ago,
1: pre-COVID,
0: they just beat him on the national championship. Had a Heisman Trophy winner, had the hottest offensive coordinator since football was ever invented. The number one offensive line and. Out players galore and the locker room still loaded and they're ranked in the SEC. They travel out west to a team that's participated in football. A team in a conference in the Pac 12. They basically just participated in football, not making a rational championship. Pac 12 hasn't even been in the last four or five years. And here we go. UCLA knocking out LSU individually, Zeb Nolan. Write that down. I'm gonna give you a second. Zeb Nolan, <laughs> who is he? His parents, oh, they adore him. His friends, man, they love him. <laughs> Trey Lance, loved that he backed him up. He's a former backup at North Dakota State. Then he gets a job at South Carolina as a graduate assistant. It's a young coach been <laughs> coaching up until about weeks ago in South Carolina. Need quarterback. In an emergency situation, hops back in the mix. Now imagine I got quarterbacks on this on this stream. Right, any of us could take off a year, not just a year <laughs> competing, but a year throwing. Hop the SEC and go get a win in three weeks. Zeb, no, uh, big buy for you, sir. I hope you, you navigate through South Carolina. Cheersies. That's Cheers. a dream. That's a Disney. Movie right there, sir. I'm so excited for you. Um, Here we go. Uh, we have one last. No. Dagan, is that it? Are we rolling? That can't be it. While we have time, while we have time, could we go back and revisit two big games? We talked about it here earlier. Tar Heels. Coach Brown. The number one, number two quarterback in the country, Sam Howell took a road trip, took a field trip up there to Blacksburg. We all watched him. Did not come out on the right side of it. Uh, hey, I know you watched the hack. I know you guys watched it. What were your th- thoughts on UNC? They didn't seem to really bring their sword with them uh, for the four quarters in a game that, you know, they needed if they're really going to be a contender in the ACC.
3: Yeah, I'm a little embarrassed on this one. Um, I, I picked North Carolina as a potential dark horse to make a run for the whole thing. Did I really believe in my chest that that was going to happen? No, but you've got (laughs) Mac Brown. Who's been there. I'm a big believer in Mac and what he does and you've got Sam Howe, which I believed in as well. Um, man, they, the the moment was a little too big for him. Um, and at least that's what it felt like. And, uh, so, you know, really neat atmosphere up there. Um, I think, you know they'll figure a few things out i still think sam Howell's a really good player but uh he he certainly didn't show it in week 1 like we wanted him to
0: Christian, Ooh. i know you're yeah. bullish on on sam Howell. i know you're rightfully so so yeah talk yeah, to me i man. mean
2: to me they they also were one of my dark horses um just because of my uh my outlook on the ACC. Um, But I think that's not to discredit Virginia tech and the way they showed up and played. Um, I think uh, Fuente out there has been really looking for that signature win at tech. Uh, It's taken them a couple of years, um, but they, they, they definitely showed up, showed out. I think that old uh, defensive focus that has been got lost at Virginia Tech since the Beamer days showed back up. Um, so I, I, more so, a tip of the cap to Virginia Tech showing up and saying, "Hey, we're going to be a contender in this thing. We're going to push the ACC." Um, but unfortunate for Mac Brown and his boys rolling in there week one and uh, and really getting kicked in the teeth. So we'll see how they bounce back.
0: Bryce Petty, the Tar Heels. I mean, let's just face it; they're no, they're no Bearcats. You know
1: what I mean? Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm
3: saying? I I think they're you no specifically Cincinnati.
0: didn't
1: ask my buy or sell, so that I wouldn't talk about my Cincinnati Bearcats. I'm gonna oh, go ahead. and I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, man. Gonna, we we missed it on purpose. That's take fine. It's okay. I still love you to death as a brother. Take it a inside. Friend, it wasn't um, inside the host. It wasn't it? No, it was an inside pitch, and that's fine. I'm still going to take it. Look here, it was. Um, Trevor, you, you I apologize. just, knew, I, you I just knew you were the
2: Jordan Belfort of the <laughs> stock market. You are <laughs> selling penny stocks up there. Uh, dude, I will sell penny, you know, stocks, you get
1: locked up. penny stocks all day long on this Cincinnati Bearcat. Look, I really hate, Trevor, that your dark horse <laughs> in your heart wasn't truly heartfelt in my dark horse world. They are – I'm going to go ahead and throw a slight plug because my guys in in, uh, Bearcat country up there in Cincinnati had their 21st straight home victory, 49-14. My guy DR, that's what I call him because we're texting now, not officially, but we could be, Um, uh, went for almost three (laughs) bills. (laughs) Des Ritter, hit him up. Three tuds, three tuds. in the air one on the ground cincinnati like i told you guys is starting to creep up because we now have this alabama and then who i'm still not sold on ohio state they kind of struggled i'm definitely Mm. not sold on on clemson all Mm. i'm saying is there's a slight oh man there's just a little trickle effect here in terms of the playoffs but what I will say in terms of your tar heels, uh, Trevor Knight, I apologize. I do hate that form. They went into a very hostile environment that, like everybody else, did not have football for the last year and a half. Very excited. This environment loves Inner Sandman. This environment loves to have people come in week one, week four, week 10, doesn't matter. They're gonna come out with Inner Sandman and uh, and light it up. And I think that you know, the, the tough part about or really just the reality of the situation that what we don't necessarily get to understand all the time as fans um, to the ones that play is the fact that you do have that turnover. Man, North Carolina, in terms of skill players, they had two backs that went to the league. They had a receiver that went to the league. Sam Howell is dealing with a whole new crop of talent. Um, and so – it just takes some time to figure that out in terms of game. I mean, you saw him. There was a couple times on the sideline, of my guys doing the whole like, "Oh, you were supposed to go here and you know here." Now, did he make some, uh, you know, some some? I w- I'll call it bonehead moves, go. and it's fine. I call them bonehead moves because we've all been in that room before. I've made plenty of bonehead moves before. My guy still has a visor, beard out of this world. It's fine. He's there. Um, still got the swag that oozes, but at the same time, I think that they're going to catch back up uh, week two, going into the ACC and be fine, uh, guys. Let's not get too over dramatic here. My Cincinnati Bearcats will make it to the playoffs, just like I said. They're going to be fine in Tar Heel Country too.
0: Bryce Petty, Alabama versus Cincinnati. Either one of them wow. through a lost Tar Heel team. Uh, so for you at home, thank you for rolling with us tonight. Hopefully, uh, you, you got a couple of things to win that bar argument, sharper in the barbershop or knock your husband out when he starts that little bit of ball. Right, right. Hopefully not, not, not that.
1: physically, not physically, obviously,
0: more not just not physically. or
2: verbally. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be domestic violence. <laughs> yes.
0: That would be, uh, uh, so we, we have a, we, we, have, a we have a hotline, we have
2: a hotline for that.
0: We have a hotline, but we are here for for the testosterone and the of uh, college yes. football. Yes. Uh, for those of you wondering, you can see Bryce next on the E channel and at Go. He's got a lot to say, <laughs> and he's going to be on a few more things this evening. Uh, for me, Trevor, right the Eric and, and Bryce, you'll see us, That's correct. You'll see us next week. After the primetime game, right after dark, grab something to sip on. If it rocks, get it. Settle down. Get your questions in. Bring your. Hopefully, we'll get you back uh, with the uh, next show. For George Whitfield and the fellas, we'll see you
2: next week. We out.